Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. If trust is the emotional currency of politics, then this first debate between Clinton and Trump is a contest to see whose vision of the nation's future is closer to the trustworthiness of gold and which looks more like worthless paper. All this week, we are exploring this most important of intangible qualities in a variety of very tangible places. It's a series we're calling Got Trust? Exploring Faith and Suspicion in the 21st Century. What institutions do Americans trust and why? Take water and the folks who deliver it. Water is a very tangible substance that we don't want to have to think about, right? Clear, pure water is what we all prefer to drink. Can we trust what comes out of the tap? Ask the folks in Flint, Michigan or Hinkley, California, or Hoosick Falls, New York. Aaron Brockovich knows the value of trust and how difficult it is to restore. She won a $333 million judgment against polluters in Hinkley, California, 20 years ago. Brockovich says her career has taught her that trust is priceless, and those who lose it need to know a few other hard-learned lessons. Superman's not coming. That's my new tagline. Hmm. Because they've had this idea and this expectation that somebody or something was overseeing a situation that would never allow this to happen. And so they now face the fact that what they trusted, they realized they shouldn't have or they can't. And it's disappointment, it's sadness, it's fear, it's confusion, um, and it's anger. We take trust for granted, I think. When we put a stamp on this is clean water – Communities aren't involved in that process. It's just sort of given to them. Boom. Mm -hmm. So when it goes wrong, they don't have any power to do anything about it other than, you know, maybe go to the judiciary, maybe move and get out of town. Uh, What are we doing wrong? You know, I've looked at that ever since I began my work back in 1991, dare I date myself. My dad, I was born and raised in the Midwest, and he was an industrial engineer, and he always taught me the value of our health and water and that deceptions would be our downfall. And I think about that all the time, especially when I'm in these communities. And you have to look at why that deception begins. And that's oftentimes because somebody knows something and they're afraid to come forward with that. Also, we do things, especially when it comes to our water, based on the almighty dollar, and we make a bad decision based on money, and we forget the value of transparency and the value of information that is what could really defend and protect people in knowing what to do. So So fear and greed are our enemies in that regard. And there are incentives in the system for people to push the envelope because they know people will trust. They'd rather trust. I think that's changing. I see it in the communities that I deal with, um, frustration about what's going on with their water system. I mean, you look at what happened in Flint. Every one of us, rich, poor, black, white, Republican, Democrat, politicizing water on our health is a mistake. Every one of us need it. Every one of us has to have it to sustain our life. What we have to begin to do is look to ourselves, educate ourselves, Learn to trust ourselves. 
So the first step for a responsible citizen in your experience is why do you trust that is to be skeptical is to ask questions. So on what basis do you think your water is clean? On what basis do you think you're not being poisoned Um, and start from there? Oh, absolutely. If you go to my public Facebook, somebody's sending me a picture of yellow water, orange water, green water, brown water, looks like oil. And what really incites them is an agency or a water municipality telling them, oh, but it's safe to drink. And they're like, are you kidding me? There's this common sense moment for them. I remember that happened for me in Hinkley. I was literally looking at a frog with two heads in green water, and somebody was trying to convince me what I saw wasn't real and it couldn't hurt you. Who in your experience stands out to you as someone who's really suffered the toxin of losing trust and and going through life having trusted and then suddenly not being able to trust anything anymore and and feeling that there's no way to get that back? It wouldn't be one person. Yeah, I'm sure not. It would be thousands and hundreds of communities. You know, I was really recently moved. We're heavily involved in all this groundwater contamination with PFOA. Everyone would recognize it when I say the word Teflon. And it is rampant. And what set this new PFOA situation into motion was the EPA had a guideline for this chemical, because we know it's toxic, for a very long time. And that level was 400 parts per billion. It was very high. Well, just recently, they decided that guideline's too high. Oops. We better drop it. So they dropped it to 70. So now we have all these municipalities screaming, oh, my gosh, we're, we're way in exceedance of that. So the community of Hoosick Falls came to me. And when you ingest PFOAs, they don't come out. You don't secrete them out. You don't urinate them out. They're in you. And a national average, and I'm not really sure the measurement that they use, you know, micrograms or in blood, but it's a two is a median because PFOA is in so many of our products. There's people up in the Hoosick Fall area coming in with levels at 50 to 55 to 60. That's outrageous. So their future, if we have a latency period and this is a cancer-causing compound, doesn't look too bright. For me, the water issue, the pollution of our water, the health impacts and the ramifications – hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. Why do people cling to their trust? Because they feel it's so perfect. It's kind of utopian um, when it feels like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to go and test for all those things. I'd rather just just look at the water and go, oh, it's fine. When we lose trust, I, I think we feel we lose hope. And as long as we don't know, we always have hope. But even when you do know, you have greater hope. Now we make different decisions. Now we find a cleaner source. Now we find a solution. Now we know our health outcome. We always think that things come from the top down, and we really know it it begins right at home, right in your own heart, and reaching out to your neighbors. This is all something we've moved away from. I think we're going to come back to. And they know that they have support, and they have security, and that builds trust. And from there, they find strength. Aaron Brockovich, thanks so much. You're welcome. It's so nice to yeah, see so nice you. Yeah, so nice to see you. Tomorrow, our series on trust continues with a look at one of America's most trusted institutions, the military. Duty, honor, and country. 
the environment within the military academy itself made that phrase something much more than words. It ended up translating into a code, a set of values. Perhaps what we love most about this series, though, is the stories you are telling us by calling 8778-MY-TAKE or just go to thetakeaway.org.